Saint Martin Middle School channel. We started this channel in middle school service, and we hope it will help middle school service, church, and all of our community as well. We are so happy and blessed to be talking with our beloved bishop as our first guest on our new channel. We just started this channel to put the light on our talented kids, and it is also an invitation for other kids and servants in our community to join us and find out about their talents. The goal of this program is to know more about our beloved fathers and to learn from their knowledge and experience. In the next few minutes, we will ask you some spiritual and personal questions to know more about you. I'm traveling the travel laws between churches and monasteries, so my daily routine difference depends on where I am. For example, if I'm in the monastery, my day starts with my praises and liturgy, then I go to my cell and I start appointment with the monks or the nuns. Uh, then I have some personal time to myself, time to do like my office work, uh, emails, phone calls, uh, uh, time to prepare like sermons or um, lectures. Then uh, in the evening, we have evening prayer with all the monks and the nuns, and then again some appointments till the end of the day. That's my day routine in the monastery. In, in the church, uh, when I visit the church, uh, in the weekend, usually we have liturgy and whispers, and in between like appointments. Uh, but on the weekdays, uh, I, I keep the morning most of the time to myself uh, for uh, my personal life, for reading for uh, office work, etc. And in the evening, we go and do visitations or appointments or meetings um, in the church. Uh, but if there's activity in the morning, like visiting some people in the hospital or uh, uh, liturgies, uh, yeah, we, so it's flexible. So I don't have a daily routine because I travel from place to place, so my schedule actually differs. Depends on the church or the monastery or the community that I'm visiting. How do you spend your free time? I don't have free time. Uh, I am behind. And if you give me two years to finish things that I'm behind, it will not be enough. So I don't have free time. Every day from the moment I wake up until I sleep, I'm working and uh, I have sleep deprivation, if you understand what this is. <laughs> and I don't sleep enough hours, so I don't have free time. You know, when we have con convention or conference, usually in the schedule there is time called free time. This free time, it's the time of my appointments. So people want to eat with me. That's my free time. So all my time are free. But I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm not complaining. So I don't need that. Yeah, I don't feel that I need free time because uh, meeting with the people, uh, when God needs me to help the people, 
it gives me the relaxation that anybody uh, gets when he has free time. Sayyidina, so, it is your first time for you to visit San Mark after the remodeling. How do you like it? Oh, I am very, very, very happy with it. It's, it's beautiful church. Uh, I couldn't believe it is the same church. Uh, everything is beautiful. The icon says the uh, altar, the icons all over, the painting, the truth of the lights, the, the pews, the woodwork, everything is, is, is really beautiful. I like it very much. So you know, some kids say they do not have any talent. What advice can you give them? I don't believe that anybody has no talents because God uh, give each one of us at least one talent. But maybe some people when they say uh, I don't have talent means uh, they mean I don't have a prominent talent like a musician uh, or uh, I, I have a beautiful voice so I can sing or uh, I am very, very expert in IT, something like this. But if you read uh, about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 11, one of the gifts is called uh, chapter 12, sorry, sorry, chapter 12. One of the gifts is called helps. No. So to help others is a talent. So just to help others, for example, if I I, uh, I find somebody needs a cup of water and I take this cup of water and give it to him. That's a talent to, to have a compassionate heart. So I need actually to pray and ask God to help me to discover my talent. Then when I listen to the feedback from others, you know, for example, somebody will be, Sayyidna, uh, you are good, good in helping others. Maybe that's my talent. Or, Sayyidna, you are good in listening. So maybe my talent is just to listen and give this comfort to the people. Uh, Sayyidna, you are good, for example, in uh, organizing conversion. Maybe that's my talent, administration. So everybody has talent, even if it is not prominent, but God distributed the gift to each one as he was. Some kids say that our liturgy service is very long. That's why they use their phones during liturgy. What advice do you have about that? So, what is the uh, reasonable for saying how many hours? I guess anything more than an hour, kids get tired, in my opinion. More than one hour? I guess. Yeah. But uh, if we say one hour, some people may say, it's long, why it's not 30 minutes? I guess it's different yeah. for everyone. You know, that don't happen in other churches. For example, in the Catholic Church, the Mass is 30 minutes. You know, And there are some churches, I'm not joking here, I'm serious. Some churches in Texas are drive-through churches. See your expression on this. So, when we come to the church, we come to spend time with God. And if we really, really love God, 
uh, we will not feel that the church is long. Uh, why we feel the church is long? Because we come in our mind when they will finish and when I leave. So from the moment I enter the church, I want to leave. But people actually who come to enjoy spending time with God, they will not feel it long. For example, if there is a friend, you are going to visit this friend, but you don't want to spend the time. So from the first moment you went to visit this friend, you, you want actually to spend the short time to leave because you don't feel comfortable around him. You know, even if you spend 20 minutes, you say, oh, finally I left, you spend 20 minutes. But if you love somebody, maybe you can spend half day, six hours, nine hours, and uh, you will not feel bored. Same way, people who like sports, uh, I can watch the Super Bowl or whatever for hours, and I don't feel it. It's, it's too long. But if I don't like sports, 15 minutes, it will be too long. 10 minutes will be too long. Because you know, I, I don't like sports. Uh, and, and so on. For example, yesterday, many deacons attended with us from 3, we started 3, and we finished at 12. Nine hours, you know. But most of us, because we're enjoying praising God and enjoying the time, we don't feel the nine hours. It just went just like that. But if we, we think, from the first moment, oh, it's three, I want to leave. You know, I will be frustrated from the first 20 minutes. You understand what I'm saying? Living here in the U.S., many kids say that they should be more Americanized and Coptic. What are your thoughts about that? What do you mean by Americanized? Language or culture or, or tradition or? All of them. Language, yes, that's why most of our liturgy are now English. For example, liturgy today, most of it was in English. Uh, yesterday, in the night praises, we have Coptic or Arabic and have English. Uh, people have the right to uh, enjoy and to pray in language they understand. But also we understand that our culture is Coptic, especially for us who are Coptic, not convert, not American joined the church, you know. So it's part of our identity, part of who we are. And I know one of the programs for the middle school uh, is about learning Coptic, let's learn Coptic. This will connect you with our heritage, and this is very important. Let me share a story with you. I visited Spain about seven years ago and I met a Catholic monk. So he gave me a book. He translated to Spanish uh, by Saint Bacum, the father of Kinem. But uh, I personally I don't uh, read or understand Spanish. So I asked him, uh, can you tell me the name of the book? Assuming that he translated the book from English to Spanish. 
So he told me the English uh, version is not, uh, nobody translated to English, it does not exist. So I asked him, then from which language you translated the book? He told me I translated from Coptic, and he is not Egyptian, he's not, uh, he's uh, from Spain. So I asked him from Coptic, do you know Coptic? He told me I studied Coptic for seven years until I mastered the language, reading, writing, speaking, and translating. I told him why you are doing this. He told me because there are treasures written in the Coptic language and nobody translated and I want to translate it to our language, to the Spanish language. To tell you the truth, I felt embarrassed that some person who is not Coptic spent seven years in mastering the Coptic language in order to translate our heritage that's written in Coptic, you know, to, to, to the Spanish language. So, yes, we need to pray in a language, we understand, uh, but in the same way, we should not forget our heritage. Speaking about the converts, it's, it's a different story. Uh, people who are American-American, but join the Coptic Church. That's a different story. Uh, we need actually to serve them in the language they understand. That's why we started to establish the American Coptic Orthodox Churches, like St. Vienna, American Coptic Orthodox Church here in Nashville. Uh, in the same way, in the culture, for us we need to integrate both cultures, the American culture and the Coptic culture, to integrate them together. Integrate means take the best of the two cultures and integrate them together. But again, speaking about the American comfort, they have the right to have their own culture. Culture here I'm speaking about food. For example, uh, we speak Arabic and uh, Syrians speak Arabic also. So if I attended uh, a liturgy with the Syrian Orthodox Church, I will understand because they speak in Arabic and I understand their Arabic. And then after the liturgy, uh, we will eat together, but we eat food from Syria, you know, it tastes very well. But at the end, I will feel it is not home. I enjoyed it, but I understood the liturgy. So, the language I understand, and I enjoyed the food, but at the end, it's not home. It's very important for a person to feel home when he comes to the church. You know? So when we say uh, we need to incorporate the culture or make the Americans converted to orthodoxy. Uh, when we say the feel home in the churches, then definitely culture should be important for them. But culture is not the holy tradition of the church. That's why I asked you it's language or culture or tradition. When it comes to the holy tradition of the church and tradition of capital T, our rights, our doctrines, our dogma, 
our faith, we cannot compromise it. We cannot compromise it because that is the foundation uh, of, of, our, of who we are. So, I'm differentiating between me from Coptic background and the convert who has no Coptic background. They have the right to create their own language and their own culture. But we, the integration between the two or three languages, Coptic, English, and Arabic, and also the integration between the two cultures, very important. Some kids mistreat their parents, telling them that they can't understand them because of their Egyptian background or their language barrier. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, this is actually a challenge when the parents don't speak the same language like their children or don't understand the, the culture of their children. Uh, and, and here my advice to the parents to educate themselves in order to be able to communicate with their children and educate not only in the language, of course language is very important because in the language uh, they can communicate together, they can understand what lyrics they hear, what, what they read, etc. But if I don't understand the language and my children are reading bad lyrics, how can I judge? How can I say it's bad lyrics? No, you cannot listen to this song. Also, to understand the education, for example, here's a culture. Uh, if the uh, if their children told them my GPA or I have SAT exam, or if the parent don't understand this, what does this mean? How can they guide their children, and how can they help them or hold them accountable? So the children, the parents should educate themselves, and also I I think. It is the responsibility of our churches to raise the awareness of the people and to educate them. Either I know many churches they teach English, they educate the parents about the 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 system, education system, university system, etc. In order to bridge the gap between parents and children, but it can be a really challenge if the parents and children cannot communicate together. Okay, so now say it again. Imagine one day you open your eyes and you find yourself in the Old Testament. Which character would you like to be and why? St. Joseph. I, I like him. You know, uh, in, in Egypt, in Sunday school, uh, we used to serve you know, every stage, we call it, for example, primary school, we call it uh, angels. Then, uh, second half of primary school, we call it the apostles. Third, then middle school, we call it the prophets. So when actually I, uh, I was servant in, uh, in, some, in, in middle school, I have to choose name of a saint uh, from the Old Testament. 
from because it's called the prophets. So I, I chose uh, Saint Joseph, uh, son of uh, uh, the righteous son of uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, you know, this man, uh, how he lived purity, how he endured to be in prison, not to uh, compromise his virtue, how he was strong in his relationship with God, how he served uh, his uh, brothers, uh, and, and he put his trust in God. That's why God elevated him. So his story usually, uh, yani, from my childhood, uh, yani, impressed me. So that's one of the characters I like from the Old Testament. One day you opened your eyes and you found yourself as Judas Iscariot after betraying Jesus Christ and before killing himself. What would you do and what is your thought on people thinking to commit suicide? <laughs> I don't like to be like this. Actually, can help 
your research alone. Like, for example, this channel is a very, very good idea. Uh, the interviews, the presentation, the choir, um, also can one day come help, for example, in cleaning the church, decorating the church, uh, go and uh, visit the sick. Uh, there are many, many people here. Actually, if you go visit them, giving them flower, uh, especially like on a feast day or something like this, uh, serving the, go to the homeless, serve them, Many, many things, especially as, as I said, you have a lot of energies, you have a lot of ideas, creativity. So use all of this to the glory of God. Is there anything else you would like to share with us, Abel? I am happy that I met with the four of you and through you, all the middle school, uh, boys and girls. And I like to conclude by saying, the Bible tells us, remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Uh, what you're going to actually store in your life in these years will remain with you to the end of your life. God bless this ministry, God bless this channel, and uh, from success to success, God bless. At the end, we'd like to thank you for the opportunity to talk to you today. It was such a big blessing for us to know more about you. We also appreciate all the thoughts you shared with us today. Please pray for us in prayer service. Thank you, Lord.